Welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. During the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a leading business advisor and two-time best-selling author, will cover topics that will help business owners run their companies more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and... Exciting news for those of you who are watching on YouTube or on the Mr. Biz Network. We actually have our first in-studio guest today. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, so this today we're going to talk about a, a, a really cool concept. Um, Steve's been a friend of mine for about, I don't know, four or five years now. And uh, it's fu- kind of funny how we, we got started. Doing, Steve was running an event here in town and reached out to me and, and I was going to come speak at this event. After the event, he and I were talking and he was telling me more about his business. And I said, you know what? I heard a guy, I got to look up his name and connect you with this guy because I heard him speak. It was about 18 months ago, maybe two years ago at an event about something really similar. It sounds like, you know, very similar to what you're doing. You, you probably know him already. And I started to tell him about it and he goes, um, <clears throat> yeah, Ken, that was, uh, that was me. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I had forgotten Steve's name. And, uh, well, we were on the phone, in my defense. We were on the phone, so I, I wasn't actually looking at it. But anyway, uh, we're, we're talking this week with Mr. Steve Flaherty, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Nicotech. And we got a lot of exciting things to talk about. We're going to talk about Nicotech, what it is, how it came to fruition. Um, I'm telling you, you guys are going to love the concept of this. We're going to talk about an investment opportunity. And this is not a sales pitch, so don't, don't tune out now. It's not a sales pitch, but I do want to let you guys know about that. And then, because of what Steve has been through, not only with Nicotech, but with some other things as well, um, in the third segment, we're going to talk about, we're going to get some tips from him on what are effective startup strategies. So some of the things that he's been through, some of the things that bumps in the road that maybe he's hit that maybe we could steer around and avoid those things. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get started with that, Steve, so first of all, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yeah. So I should mention, uh, Steve's office is like, two doors down from the studio here. So that's that's the other thing. Uh, and again, I've known him for a while. And I, I got uh, made a studio here because of Steve and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was a very short commute for Steve to come into the studio to be on the show. But so Steve, why don't we get started with, um, tell us a little bit about how Nicotech got started. So what is it? How did it get started? How did it all come to fruition? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Nicotech is uh, a sustainable infrastructure company is what we say. Um, sustainable sustainable infrastructure solutions. Um, if you think about it, we've got sustainable equipment and sustainable materials. And then the, the perfect Holy Grail blend is uh, both sustainable equipment utilizing sustainable materials. Um, it's something that got started in my MBA at the University of Louisville. Uh, we were looking for a technology to take out and compete on the venture circuit. Um, so we had the opportunity to represent the school as we went through our MBA and actually had to be a legitimate legal entity. So you had to be a company because you were actually pitching investors. Um, but we competed all across the country and we did quite well. So in, in 2009, we ended up uh, placing third in the, the world out of um, you know over 300 teams that competed on the circuit that year. And um, we, we found a technology that was taking waste plastics and converting it into something that could be utilized in hot mix asphalt. Um, and so it was, it was really cool. We were looking at the huge waste problem out there and um, did well on the circuit. But then, you know, you look at the, the market potential and it was like we were just a little bit too early 
to market. Um, and so we looked at it and we said, okay, well, if we're going to launch this, if we're trying to pull a market towards accepting this and, you know, putting it out there, mm-hmm. um, it's going to take a, probably some time, um, a little bit of political pressure and some social pressures, uh, but then also just a lot of money to, sure. to be able to launch. Yeah. Um, so Especially that being that early in the game. Yeah, oh, exactly. So, I mean, we were talking about a waste problem that people are like, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, this is cool. And we get it, you know, there's there's plastic, but is, is that a huge problem? And yeah, we're like, thinking about it, it's 13 years huge. ago. I mean, it's a long time ago in, in, the, in, the, in the age of a startup. I mean, it's a long time ago. And people, nowadays, people are talking about this all the time. But back then, yeah. I mean, like I said, you're just starting to scratch the surface of this, especially in the U.S. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is 2008 through 2010. Um, and so we were starting to see the sustainability movement or impact, whatever you want to call it. Um, we saw it as way more than a trend. Um, so we didn't feel like this was going to be something that that faded out. You had brands that were making commitments about their efforts, looking at their futures, setting goals, um, and then you know, genuinely caring about what was happening, you know, with the planet, you know, the whole, you can take politics aside because I mean, it was, it was, it's waste, uh, you know, materials that are, that are out there. It's a problem. Um, doesn't matter left, right, center, it's an issue. Right. Um, and you know, we as humans are always going to accumulate waste. Uh, we're not always the best, uh, corporate citizens. Um, and so, you know, there's a, you know, uh, abundance of it out there. Um, and ultimately what we decided to do was kind of put it on the back burner. I kept my W2 job in the infrastructure market. So I'm selling into the market that if we did launch, we'd already be in it. Right. So all my customers, even though I held these W2 jobs kind of knew that I had this side thing and cricket, my bosses, you know, knew, and, um, you know, some of them thought I was crazy. Some of them were like, Oh, you know, you should pursue it someday. Um, and ultimately that's what we now, maybe this will be, uh, it will be something. Right. (laughs) So, um, so 2018 hit with the national sword effort in China. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, we have this global crisis, right? So we, uh, we at the U S had been shipping off 70% of our plastics overseas. Um, and so we went through an accelerator and, you know, reanalyzed, re honed the idea um, and found better procedures. The, the technologies had advanced to where it made it more economical for stuff. Um, and then ultimately, you know, still looking at it and it's like, okay, we're, we're at that game of where we've got to go raise money or find a faster path to revenue. And ultimately we found um, a technology that existed that the Army Corps had built for the Air Force. And we licensed that technology and that got us into a whole new world that I never foresaw coming and started to work with the military um, as a, the military as a customer. Um, And that's something that as a startup, that's probably one of the most intimidating and unimaginable nuts to crack. Like you you never envision like, oh, we're a startup. We could go work with the military (laughs) and not have a department of 40 people handling all that, right? That's kind of what we foresaw. Um, and it's actually been quite the opposite. Uh, they've been very nimble. Um, um, we're in a certain program with the Air Force that we can delve into later, um, but it's been, it's been great. And so it's opened our eyes and gives us a testing and proving grounds with our company that they expect prototype type material. Um, they expect, you know, to be able to run it through a gauntlet, kick the tires, um, you know, 
break it, <laughs> essentially, sure. Sure. Um, which is great from a proof of concept entrepreneurial standpoint. I mean, so, I mean, you always want to go proof of concept, minimum viable product, soft launch, and then, you know, version one doesn't have to be version 10. So right. you can always, you know, reiterate. The military allows us to do that. Um, but then also as a startup, you know, as you're coming out um, into the commercial market, um, part of the hardest thing to compete is the validity, right? Like, oh, you're a startup, we don't trust you. Um, you're not this, you know, crazy organization that's got all these skill sets and everything else. Like, so they're leery of you in the, the commercial marketplace. Coming out with the military validation has allowed us to transform and take a different approach to what I, the normal startup uh, role would be. Yeah, so. yeah. So imagine this. So you guys, you're going to want to listen to the rest of this because imagine being a startup and getting in with the government, let alone the military, but any type of government thing, obviously huge opportunity. So we're going to hit a break here, come back. We'll do the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Continue talking with Mr. Steve Flaherty, CEO and founder of Nicotech. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day -day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And as we always do at the top of the second segment, it's time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this one's short and sweet. And I'm sure all of you business owners out there, as well as consumers, will appreciate this one. Happy employees equal satisfied customers. Satisfied customers equal happy owners, right? So many people, you know, you hear this all the time, customers number one. No offense to customers. I'm one, you're one, we're all one at one point or another, right? It's all about the employees. You got to start there. You got to get that part right because if, if your employees are unhappy, they're not going to treat your customers properly. You're going to have unhappy customers. which is going to be more pain in the butt for you, right? You got to start with your employees. Employees are the backbone of your company. Right. There's only, especially as you grow and expand, there's only so much you can do as the owner. You have to rely on those employees. So you really have to make sure that you have those happy employees. And especially now, as, as we've seen with the great resignation that's been going on now since the pandemic, you really have to make sure that you're taking care of your employees. So you become the employer of choice in your industry, whether that's just local, global, whatever it may be. You have to make sure that you're doing some of those little extra things. And it's not always about money. Sometimes it is, right? You got to pay fairly, of course, but it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just the little things that you can do, little fringe benefits you can offer your employees that are just critical and give you that little bit of an edge to make you the employer of choice and to have healthy, healthy, hopefully healthy, but healthy and happy employees, which means you're going to have satisfied customers and it's going to make you, your job easier as a business owner. So that's Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. All right. 
So we're talking again with Steve Flaherty this week. He's the CEO and founder of Nicotech. You can find out more at nicotechusa.com. That's nicotechusa.com and Nico is spelled N-E-C-O, nicotechusa.com. Did you get that three times now? All right. Um, so Steve, tell us a little bit, uh, we got a little bit of the genesis of Nicotech. Um, tell us about some of the, uh, the products you guys have developed um, now over the last 10 years. Overnight success, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so uh, like I said, I mean, kind of started with the recycled plastic and asphalt. That is something that we are uh, definitely pursuing, um, working with the Army Corps of Engineers and the Air Force Civil Engineering Center, uh, as well as National Center for Asphalt Technology to develop that. Um, it's been amazing, the partners that we've kind of um, gathered over the course of a decade um, to be able to tackle this now that it's... Um, relevant. Um, so uh, that is something that we're pursuing. We've kind of pushed that one uh, into the development queue and the engineering queue because the the rapid asphalt patching solution that we licensed from the Army Corps, um, that is in a phase two trial with the Air Force right now. We'll finish up that contract in the next couple of months um, and then look to roll that out uh, for deployment. So um, looking at large scale contracts with the military, then we begin uh, adjusting that to um, the commercial or traditional market. So, and if you can think about that, it's literally a fancy way of fixing potholes. So you can imagine we've all hit a pothole in our car. Uh, <laughs> it sucks, uh, might cause some damage or whatever. Now imagine doing it in an F-15. Um, that is what the military faces. And, and so they have to be able to rapidly sustain from enemy fire um, and natural disasters. That's what it was developed for. So it's a, uh, it's a fancy way of fixing potholes and, and rapid sustainment of our infrastructure, which also translates over to asphalt and concrete all over the world. So we're super excited about that one. And then our most recent one that's gaining uh, probably uh, a lot of attention just because it's uh, it's we call it uh, the BSR, so the big sexy robot. Um, so taking a little cue from Elon there. Yeah. Um, but it, it is literally a a six axis Fanuc style robot that is mounted on a truck or a heavy duty chassis um, that laser scans the road and then crack seals the road. So. Um, a dry road is a happy road, so kind of like employees. So if you right. keep the, uh, the, the road dry, um, the, the road's happy. So um, crack sealing is critical to that no matter what climate, wherever you're at. That is what keeps out the, the stuff that can do the damage to the road. So that, that's the one we're spinning out now. I'll be down at Tyndall Air Force Base in two weeks uh, doing its deployment, um, its testing with the Air Force. It won a top 30 innovation award with the Air Force last year, uh, was one of six to get a contract out of 140 companies. So um, we're super excited about it. Yeah, so I was gonna say, you guys gotta check this thing out. I'm telling you, whether you're in this type of thing or not, you're gonna watch this video and then you're gonna watch it again and then you're gonna send it to like 10 people. I'm telling you, it is so cool to see how this thing works. So uh, would, I, would, is it, would it be easiest to look at robotic asphalt crack sealer or RMV or? Yeah, yeah. so if you go, so that, this is a partnership deal with RMV. So rmv.llc. Um, so we are the, the federal um, build and uh, provider. Um, so we're going to all the, the federal aviation. So any airport, um, the Department of uh, Homeland Security, national parks, uh, and then the big one is obviously the DOD with uh, um, Department of Defense with um, Air Force, Army, Navy, et cetera. And before we go further, I did want to mention, and you, you touched on it a little bit, but I don't want to just gloss over it. Mm -hmm. You guys have had some huge wins in the last 
several months. Yeah. So tell us about some of those. Yeah. Wins. So yeah, we've uh, we've won six Air Force contracts in the last 24 months. Um, like I said, I mean, never never envisioned doing business with the DOD, or if we did, it would be like the last thing, right? After you've you know succeeded everywhere else, you'd you'd go tackle the DOD once you have a a, a massive company and team. Um, so kind of flip the model on <laughs> on what we what we thought with go to market strategy. Um, so they're willing to pay and test uh, a lot of different things. So that's what our contracts are, is building prototypes, uh, taking solutions that, that impact the war fighters, but then also have a dual market use. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's American taxpayer dollars. So um, it's, they're wanting to make sure that it has a broader impact on job creation, on economic development, uh, as well as an um, actual solution to problems out there in the real world. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane. Uh, again, all the different things they're doing, but again, think about that. You know, I, I mentioned it at the, at the end of the first segment, but just as Steve just alluded to, as a startup, right, you start to envision how you're going to build this business. And like you said, you know, you think, oh my gosh, I got to get this thing and I got to have, I got to have all kinds of proof before I can even can think about going to the government, let alone the Department of Defense or any, anything like that. This guy's flipped the script. <laughs> He's gone the other way. So he's going to have all this. He's he's going the other way. He's going to be you know have all this uh, this proof of concept with the government, with the Department of Defense, Air Force, uh, uh, Army Corps of Engineers, et cetera. And then he's going to go out to the market. Now, how do you think the market's going to react to that? They're going to be like, oh, geez, we, this sounds pretty cool. Well, you know, have you guys done this before? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we just do this for the Air Force, right? I mean, yeah. um, it's pretty crazy. I do want to mention you can see you can find this at uh, NicotechUSA.com, but. Um, Steve is actually running right now uh, a, a campaign on WeFunder, um, and you can get in. On, there's an early bird discount and on valuation and things like that. I will disclose, be full, fully transparent. I'm the lead investor for that. So, uh, but so this is not a sales pitch or whatever. But if what you hear is interesting to you, definitely go out. You can connect to the WeFunder campaign through NicotechUSA.com. Find out more about it out there, and then once you get to the WeFunder page, there's a lot more detail about specific things they're doing, the contracts that they won, the six that he had mentioned. Um, there's some videos out there. You get to see Steve uh, hamming it up to the, to the camera a little bit, um, but you can find out more about it. Um, and there, there are some opportunities out there. You can invest for as low as 100 bucks. So even if you're like, man, this sounds really cool. I could see the future of this. Yeah, I'll throw 100 bucks in or a thousand bucks in or something like that. You don't have to have a lot of money to get started with something like this. So. Again, if you go out to NicotechUSA.com, um, there's a link from that page. You can find out more about the company, obviously, and all the different things they're doing and the different products they have, but you can get, get to the WeFunder campaign through that uh, as well. All right, we're going to hit a break here. We're going to come back and you hear this guy's experience. We're going to pick his brain next, and we're going to find out what bumps in the road to avoid as a startup. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. 
you can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And again, this week we're talking with Mr. Steve Flaherty, CEO and founder of NicoTech. And again, you can find out more at NicoTechUSA.com. And um, you've heard about the success he has had with NicoTech. You've heard how he has absolutely flipped the model, unbeknownst to himself in the beginning, right? right? It wasn't really part of the plan, but nonetheless, he's figured it out, just like you have to do as a startup founder. Uh, not everything's going to happen. 100% it's not going to happen the way you think. I don't care how smart you are, what contacts you have, whatever. It's always going to be different. In this case, it's been different in a massively uh, successful way in that, you know, he's getting these, you know, uh, huge opportunities with the government, with the Department of Defense, et cetera. So, is, would it not be valuable for everyone listening, watching? Let's, let's, let's hear from the master here, right? So, Steve, tell us about some startup strategies that you think no, some strategies we should be doing and we should be considering. And then if you run into some issues, you know, some things we should avoid. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's always funny with these because um, oftentimes it's, it's so easy to give advice and everything. And then you take a step back and it's like, wait, am I, am I doing that? Am I <laughs> right. own company? Yep. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I'm blessed to be able to also teach entrepreneurship at Ohio Wesleyan university and, uh, kind of do it a little bit differently than I'm not a, I'm not a normal professor or academia. Um, so run it like an accelerator, make the kids create uh, an, an actual company um, and, and go out and um, do a venture pitch competition at the end. So they actually have to build a company and go through all the things. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing to remember is that, you know, business, I, I always say ideas are free. Execution is key. So you have to be executing on things. Um, so you have to be moving forward. Um, you'll hear all the the, the um, normal sayings and everything: fail fast, fail forward. Um, you know, and that's all true. So, but when you're pushing that envelope, that's when you're really getting into that growth, um, regardless of whether your business is whether it's a main street business or whether it's a high growth startup. Um, so, but that boils down to kind of those, those key things that we alluded to earlier with, you know, proof of concept, right? So there's a lot of ways, get savvy. There's a lot of ways that you can test different things. Um, you know, we've, we've done things where, uh, in previous companies, um, where like there was a pallet sales company that we were working with. And so we literally took a picture of what the pallets would look like and threw them out on Facebook marketplace just to see the response because it's like, okay, sure. well, if somebody responds well to it, great. If they don't, we didn't have to go spend a thousand dollars to go buy the pallets. Right. Yeah. So things like that, you know, not, you know, being malicious or, you know, false information or anything like that. But um, what are some of those low scale tests that you can do to test the, the, the market and then put that proof of concept out there. Then, you know, the biggest step from there to, you know, commercialization is, is MVP. So minimum viable product, because um, especially we as uh, Americans, we're, we're very 
want everything and want it now. Now. (laughs) Um, And there's a lot of things of features in a product that, you know, you, you hit that line of what do I need to, you know, operate a car? Like, okay, it's got to have a steering wheel. It's got to have tires. It's got to have an ignition switch that I can turn on. Does it have to have heated seats? Well, no, but I like them. Well, that's, you know, an option. For Mrs. Biz, it has to have seated seats. Okay, I'm just going to say. So, but those are the things that you start thinking about because otherwise you can, you can always have, um, you can have too much engineering. You can never have enough revenue, right? So you're never going to have, you know, enough revenue. If you want to solve problems in your business, getting more customers is a good way to solve a lot of those problems, right? You got more things to engineer get more customers, you know, with the version one and you can get to version two faster. Yeah. Cause the more customers, the more feedback. Absolutely. Right? So, Absolutely. so you're building that as you go. So you're getting the revenue in and you're getting feedback for you to say, you know what, these heated seats don't get hot enough. Right. You know, using that example you used yeah. earlier, or my gosh, they're scorching my rear end. Like these things are too freaking hot. Can you tone it down a little bit? Yeah. So then you can, you know, like you're talking about, like you make those changes. Yeah. I think probably the original heated seats had the one, one setting, right? Right. And so that, that's where the three settings came from. Fire right? hot or, or nothing. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't need all this. So it was yeah. either all go or no go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's super important because um, without customers, you never get that feedback. So you start with the MVP and then if you don't get enough customers initially, you never get beyond that. So then you never you don't have enough revenue. You start to run out of money, yep. start to panic. And then what I, I think, what I've seen at least, I think a lot of startups run into in that, in that scenario that we just talked about is they start to panic and they go, holy crap, our product isn't good enough. So then they take whatever money they have left or a big chunk of it and push more in the development. Let's do this and let's do that without necessarily having all the feedback necessary to know right. that it's the heated seats that are the problem. Yeah. Like they go fix the steering wheel and no one gives a crap about steering wheel. Steering wheel is fine. And they push money into the steering wheel and they run out of money. And here, if they'd gotten the feedback they needed, it was the stinking seats they needed to fix, the heated seats. Um, so I think that's super important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, customer discovery is huge. Um, I mean, they're, they're your number one advocates, right? So, I mean, the, you can look at all the different metrics of everything, of customer acquisition costs and everything. The best feedback and the voice that you can get is somebody that's already bought from you, right? And and that's the, the easiest one to keep happy. So, you know, if there's a problem, it's like, putting out a survey, say, hey, we know everything's not perfect. Um, what can we do better? What's, what's, what's a sticking point for you? And getting that and solving before it goes to mass market, that's the whole point, right? And, and really, you could, you could even kill two birds with one stone in that scenario, depending on what type of product you have. But asking for testimonials or, or Google ratings or whatnot, and what you may find from that is the bad ratings are not necessarily bad because that's feedback for you. And you could reach out to those folks and say, hey, you gave us a three out of five. We really want four and five stars. What would what would it take for you to be a four or five star customer? Yeah. And they go, well, let me tell you. And you go, holy crap. And then you hear that from eight people out of 12 that respond. You're like, we got to fix that. And you know exactly what to fix. You know what to go after. Um, there's an interesting stat along the lines of what you're saying, Steve, is someone, once someone buys something from you, mm-hmm. even if they, it's five bucks, they are six times as likely to, to buy from you again. Yeah. And that's that think about that. That's overall. So even if they had a mediocre experience, they're still that's those people are mixed into that average. Yep. That's huge. Think of the people that are four and five star rating your company, your product, where they are. They gotta be, you know, 12, 15, 20 times more likely to spend more money with you and or recommend you to their friends, other colleagues, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I mean that gets into like the 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 
fundraising that we're doing. Um, you know, it's, it's cool to, you know, get capital and, and grow our business. But the main reason that we did it was to have that community. Right. So, I mean, we've got 90, 96 investors in there right now. So I've got 96 people. Like I just got introduced to a congressman through one of our investors because he go. happened to be sitting on a plane, had no idea <laughs> that there was a congressman that's sitting next to him. They still parked the conversation. This guy is saying, yeah, I'm in the asphalt industry. And um, the congressman saying, oh, hey, I, I want to you know, know more about that because it's a hot topic right now. And he's like, I've got a really good guy to introduce you to. And next thing you know, I've got a Facebook message, you know, from this guy saying, Hey, I want to set up a meeting with a, a U.S. Congressman. It's yeah. like, that's, that's awesome. We've got 96 champions out there and more to follow, but um, that's the power of community. Right. And so there's, there's different ways. And so, I mean, I guess that'd be the last tip is, you know, get savvy. I mean, the, the air force program that we're in is called AFWorks. Um, and, literally they they funded a fertility treatment so if you think you know of the air force as only weaponized systems and everything it's way more than that um they've got you know people you know 80 percent of what the air force does is people management um and taking care of the families and all the things they're like many cities so um if you have a business out there that you know has a uh, a need that services the market odds are you can find a, a a fit over in the air force and go get some funding so, and then get savvy with uh, the different ways to capitalize, you know, crowd equities uh, is a great way. So wefunder.com is uh, is what we're on. Um, there's many different platforms. We found WeFunder, um, it's been great. And uh, it's, it's a way to unconventionally grow the business, yeah. right? So it's yeah. kind of unique. Yeah, love it, love it. Well, great tip, Steve. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. Good we'll have to you. have you back on here in another six months and hear about another six contracts you guys want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thanks for watching, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Um, thanks, Steve, for coming on and talking about Nicotech. Again, NicotechUSA.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And as always, don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.